Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust. Member FDIC. Yo, Barrett Salee, CBSSports.com, standing by on the Brandon Moving and Storage Hotline. What's up, Barrett? How are you? I'm good. Anytime you get to watch major golf at 7 o'clock in the morning, it's a good day. So uh, yeah. I've been doing a lot of that. We have been very distracted by the College World Series. Probably need to be paying more attention to the uh, the U.S. Open, so we can talk about that, too. Some of your Auburn brethren just uh, rolled up into DJ's dugout downtown Omaha, where I'm sitting today, hanging out. So uh, pretty well represented for the league. It just means more, not only in football, but apparently in baseball. Yeah, it does. Uh, you know, that's, a, I think, a direct result of, well, two things. One, all, all the good players, you know, play and live in the South. But also, you know, when SEC Network came into existence, you know, it went from facility updates in football to basketball and now baseball. I mean, it, it's hard not to be impressed when you go to basically any SEC baseball facility. So uh, it's a great statement for the league. Um, you know, I think, obviously, Tennessee fans are frustrated, but uh, I don't think there are many other fans around the country that feel bad for Tennessee fans because that team became polarizing, and uh, it'll be interesting to see what the other four do uh, in Omaha. All right, well, the U.S. Open is underway, and, of course, because it's the United States Open, we've got a guy from Northern Ireland, a guy from England, and a guy from Sweden leading the way at three under par. At least one of them is a former Razorback, so we're hoping that bodes well for Arkansas this week here in Omaha. Um, you got a pick for the week? Anybody you're you're rooting on, or somebody you feel good about? I, I mean, I picked Rory after after uh, what happened last week in Canada, and I mean, obviously that's going well so far. He's tied for the lead, but I, yeah, I just Rory seems like he's on a mission, so uh, I'm all aboard that. I still, like, I, I I'm one of those guys that just like really wants Tony Finau to actually do something worthwhile. Yeah. Uh, you know, I don't know if you feel like this. You have like a golfer that like is not that great, but you really want him to be great. Yes, um, that's Tony Finau for me, and hopefully he comes through this week. I'm 100 percent with you. I, in fact, I said last year that he's going to win a major. Like I thought for sure it was coming up. I mean, the guy's got you know game out out the wazoo. Plus, he's a likable guy. Um, he overcame uh you know his his foot being snapped off uh, in the, after the par three contest in the Masters a couple years ago. I mean, he's a he's a very likable fellow. I'm with you. I'm 100 percent in Cam Finau. What about this new league? What are your thoughts on the guys that have decided to jump ship? Um, I'm honestly tired of hearing about it on the broadcast and leading up to the U.S. Open. Just because, Easy, Brooks. You know, it Come is, on now. It, 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 it is the U.S. Open. So, I mean, I, I thought – I understand the frustration and anger and, and why folks are, you know, uh, offended by it and upset with it. I also – sort of understand. Dustin Johnson said it yesterday. He's like, look, I'm playing less golf for more money, and I'm a family man, so I get to see my family more. So, mm-hmm. okay. I, I get that explanation, too. Um, I don't like the new tour. I mean, I, I tend to agree with Justin Thomas that you know, three-round shotgun start with no cut isn't necessarily appealing to me, but I mean, it... I, if you're going to get that much money, you know, some people won't care where it comes from. I personally do, but some people won't. Uh, all right. Well, listen, you know, because of the nature of uh, liking to pound our chest over the SEC, we have kind of uh, begun to claim Oklahoma and Texas a little bit. And yes. if that were the case, we'd actually have six of the eight teams here in Omaha, which would really be dumb. 
But uh, Sam Pittman actually was quoted, I saw, in a story from Chris Lowe about Texas. He said, personally, I love the rivalry games and would hate once Texas gets into the league not to play them every year for the fans and everybody else. I'm not calling out Texas. Texas has a great program, and I have high respect for them. Now, listen, that's just a little bit of hyperbole there. He's just trying to be nice and magnanimous, but let's be honest, Texas stinks. Uh, Now's the time to get them, I guess. Careful what you wish for. They may not be terrible in a few years, but... It is uh, certainly, I think there are probably a few schools, A&M among them, that would love to have Texas on the regular rotation once they figure out what they're going to do from a schedule standpoint. Yeah, you know, I think Arkansas certainly is, Texas A&M is, Oklahoma. I don't think they can get rid of the Oklahoma game. You know, I just think that, you know, coming from the Big 12 together uh, with how storied that rivalry is to begin with, it it has to be played. I'm, you know, I, I understand the allure of the 3-6 model, and generally speaking, I've been pretty pro nine-game schedule, but I've kind of drifted away from that uh, as some of these home-and-home out-of-conference games have been announced because they're everywhere, and they're very intriguing. And I just don't want those to go away, especially when you've got four and maybe five, when you count that, or four right now, uh, rivalries with SEC East versus ACC rivals. So you have to play those. So. I, I'm more in favor of the 1-7 because, I mean, still, you're, you're going to lose some big ones. You're not going to see Texas, Texas A&M every year. You're going to see it every other year. And that's not the worst thing in the world. Yeah. Hey, Barrett, with uh, the Big 12 making the announcement, those teams will be uh, joining, I guess, uh, 2023. Does that change anything for the SEC with Texas and Oklahoma? When do you think they join the SEC? I think it's still possible that 2023 happens. Just because if you're the Big 12, you have a decision to make right now, right? You you have your your new look coming in. Do you want to have a year with lame duck? And and does that impact? Because from a financial standpoint, you know it'll it'll be helpful. You know you would on one hand having Houston and Texas play and having UCF and Oklahoma play like that's interesting uh, as conference games, but do you just want to cut bait and move on and get some money from Texas and Oklahoma who are going to be willing to pay, you know, the early exit fee. I see both sides of it right now. Um, obviously right now the big 12 is committed for, you know, the, the duration of their contract, but it wouldn't surprise me if, you know, they start to, to come off of that stance a little bit, knowing that, you know, it's, it's okay to just move on. And, the the negotiations for the new TV contract aren't gonna you know they're not applicable to Texas and Oklahoma being in the conference. So I I would imagine 2025 is a little is unlikely at this point because it, the Big 12 is gonna want to get some money from them, but also you know move on with their new look relatively quickly. I saw you told Paul Feinbaum that Tennessee's your long shot to win the East. Uh, a, could you explain that? And B, who's your long shot in the West? Well, I mean, someone's got to be a long shot, right? <laughs> I know a lot of folks were, uh, you know, surprised by that. But, I mean, I, I think the, the word long shot gets, and dark horse, both of those terms get, um, they disappear sometimes when you're having those conversations. But, you know, Tennessee can dictate tempo. They're the fastest team in the country in terms of, of plays, per game, uh, plays per game. So, I when you can do that and you have a veteran quarterback who has been successful in Hendon Hooker and you have Cedric Tillman and you've got weapons and you've got a coach who 
knows how to execute his game plan, you're going to be able to dictate the tempo of a lot of games. And, and I think Tennessee can do that better than anybody in the East, uh, except for Georgia. So uh, that would be my mindset for Tennessee. In the West, it would be Ole Miss. Um, you know, I think their, their running back room is tremendous. They have, I think, a, a really stable quarterback situation. I love the versatility they have with Michael Trigg and Jalen Robinson at, uh, outside as pass catchers, but very versatile pass catchers. And then defensively, I, you know, I, it's hard to be much worse than last year. So uh, not buying into Texas A&M hype. I, I think our, uh, I mean, uh, Ole Miss is, is much more likely to be a threat to Alabama. So if, if I can't pick a Georgia-Alabama SEC championship game and have neither of those two teams in it, I would pick Ole Miss versus Tennessee. Barrett Salee with us on the Brandon Moving and Storage Hotline. Barrett, uh, is it too early to crown the Braves division champs? Uh, <laughs> not yet. It's still got to overtake the Mets, but, man, 14 games in a row has been a lot of fun. And it's been 14 games uh, since that one dude in New York said the East was over. The Braves are 14-0. So, wow. Um, yeah, I mean, it's been it, – it's not just that they're winning, Wes. I mean, they are just – flat out annihilated team. It's been it's been awesome. So I I said it before, I wasn't worried, you know, too worried anyway, uh when when things weren't going their way, but uh, now I'm, I'm now I'm extremely confident. They are they are so much fun right now. You know, if you combine the, the Braves and the Cubs, Barrett, they've only won five in a row. So <laughs> my team stinks. God the Cubs are these the Cubs are might be historically bad. Even I mean they're they're not only losing they're getting murdered. They are getting murdered by teams right now. They lost. And now they, they get like, the Braves this weekend. Oh goody! I think they gave up 18 <laughs> runs to the uh, to the Padres yesterday. I'm like, what in the world is happening? They're so well. Tough. That's uh, you know, rebuild takes some time, especially for a team that doesn't necessarily have a history of success like Chicago does. That's true. No, nine. Excuse me, 19 to five. 19 to five. Uh, Very important. That one run. Anyway, all right, well, Barrett, thank you for the time, my man. Enjoy the U.S. Open, and we'll catch up in a couple weeks. All right, see you. Later. All right.